Hello, Dutch football fans. Welcome back to Football Dania. Netherlands against Ireland, one of the final qualifiers ahead of the Euros. The Netherlands are all but there. We're very excited to see how Kuman will yet again prepare the team ahead of what looks like to be an exciting Euros ahead. And what, what left is there to do? What left is there to solve? We've got a couple of games over this international break before a long pause without the Netherlands until about March. Uh, we'll be very sad and we've missed them greatly. Um, I'm Michael Statham. We've got Mike here. We've got Abdul here to talk about the game, to talk about the Netherlands in general. So um, sit tight. Wherever you're listening or watching, give us a like. If you're on YouTube, give us a like and subscribe if you're new. Get involved in the comments. As always, our comment sections are always lively with your thoughts on the Netherlands. So do make sure you leave something there. Um, if you're listening on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud, it'll be up on there too. Um, give us a rating, give us a like and just get involved. Mike Abdul, how are we both doing? Are you looking forward to this? Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about the match. It's going to be the first time for a long time, actually, I can watch uh, and enjoy watching a match uh, for Orania without being nervous. The past uh, matches in the group, uh, we were really nervous. Uh, the team wasn't stable. Uh, we made many mistakes. We lost some matches against uh, two matches against France. And of course, we lost before that in the Nations League. So we, we were kind of shaky. Um, uh, we weren't really confident about the team, you know, but now after the, the good results we had, it's good to watch the game without any tensions. Uh, there are so many injuries, of course, so, uh, and um, I'm, I'm expecting some new players to play in the match. We need, of course, one win to qualify out of the two matches. So that will even make it easier and easier. And that's uh, that's really great for uh, for us. Yeah, I think that I have to put perfectly that we're going into these games without any apprehension, which is not something that we've had for, for a long time. Um, and yeah, we can just enjoy the fact that we should beat Republic of Ireland on Saturday. Then we've got a game that it's a case of how many goals can we score? Uh, so yeah, I think that this is an international break that I've been looking forward to. There's some new names in the squad. Um, so yeah, we're excited to see them and how they do. And yeah, it's just, I think that these games, we're not going to learn much from these two because of the injuries and because of the quality of the teams that we're going to play. But it's going to be nice to see Netherlands go out and win two games, which they pretty much should do in these two games. So, yeah, it's, it'll just be nice to watch and, and enjoy them. So, for like the ins and the outs, and commentators, I'm sure, will bring this up at the beginning of, of their commentary of the Netherlands' games. But what is like the official situation with regards to qualification? What is the picture surrounding this game? Um, well, uh, there is really not, nothing special to say. I think we should win both games. If we win both games, or one of them at least, we will be second. Of course, we lost the chances to lead the group. We will be second. And uh, most likely, we will be in part three in the draw, which is going to be in December 2nd, right. I think. So yeah, so we will be in part three in the in the in the draw, uh, but of course we need to beat the Republic of Ireland uh, to keep our position in the FIFA ranking. That's very important. It's even important for the draw for the World Cup qualifier, um, and of course uh, Gibraltar is supposed to be the easiest match in the entire competition. So we should really win this match as well. How are you feeling about being in part three? And how has it led, came, come to that moment? Because aren't the Netherlands really highly rated in, in the world ranking? 
things. What's ended up with them being in part three? It's uh, uh, because they are depending on the uh, on the Euro twenty four qualifier to set the groups and to set the pots. Not uh, it's not really depending on the FIFA ranking. And since and since we came second in the group and we lost both matches to France, that will unfortunately make us in part three. Well explained. Thanks, Abdul. Yeah. Looking ahead to this game, they're going to be two games that we expect to win and there's only so much therefore you can you can learn the island game is tougher gibraltar what are we really going to gain from it it's just adding caps adding goals great really enjoy it have a smile on our face but we're not going to get much of it in terms of the euros so how much how much can kuman realistically do despite the fact we are a while away from the tournament we've got these two games now we've got the ones in march what can he look to improve For me, he can improve the midfield. I think that he has to look at options that if Frankie de Jong, for some reason, is not there in the summer, who's he going to pick is his free. And I don't think he's decided that yet. I think that these games, if you don't have de Jong, he's basically got most of the group they would have um, fit and available. So he needs to decide, you know, does Reinders start? Who plays next to Reinders? Is it Xavi Simmons that's the 10? Does Bierman come into it? I think that these are decisions they need to make this week. And then, yeah, you've got, you know, we've already seen his press conference today. He's already said Verbruggen is number one um, going forward. So he's, he's made that decision. And yeah, you've got things like, does Hartman continue to impress? Does he nail down the fact that he's going to be left back up front? Hmm. Does Cody Gakpo and Val Veghorst work as a partnership the way he wants it to? Does maybe Cody Gakpo need somebody with a bit more pace? Does he need somebody like... Delinga and see what he can do so I think there is a few questions that can be answered in these games it's just a a shame that we're not going into a full strength but when you've got two games that you should win it's quite nice to see a couple of new faces so you can get excited about a couple of debuts instead of just because if Kuman could have he would have picked the exact same full strength squad and had no new faces because he wants to have that tight group but I think it's nicer to see Jarrell Hato in there nicer to see Tyce Delinga in there Jerry Shelton coming back, um, he deserves that. So I think there's a few things, a couple of players that need to impress in these games. And uh, I think that's what we can look forward to. Well, uh, what also concerns me, uh, how he's going to play against uh, Republic of Ireland. Is he going to play 5-3-2 to uh, get used to the plan more and more? Or he's going to play 4-3-3 and try to improve it since we are playing uh, against a lower opponent, an opponent that we can actually defeat. So maybe he will focus on 4-3-3 in both matches against Gibraltar and, of course, before that, uh, Republic of Ireland. And I agree with uh, Michael. Um, uh, we need really to f- to find uh, some other players who can play uh, with the Frankie de Jong in the midfield, whether he's injured or not. You know, I think we've we kind of solved this problem for now with the Rinders. I think we all agree that he should be a starter, but who's going to be also uh, in the midfield? Um, still, I don't know really. Weaver uh, hasn't really uh, impressed much with Orania. Verman, I'm not really sure about. Um, we just have to think of maybe Schouten from PSV. Maybe he's the one who can uh, fulfill that position. So I think we, I think he should find answers to these questions uh, in, the, in the next couple of matches. 
a good point about the formation. When we had the World Cup, Van Hull stuck with a 5-3-2 when we're playing Qatar and it wasn't necessary to have that. But he wants to practice it, keep it going. He made a point of that. And to keep the winning formula, he didn't rest too many people. Cuba might do something similar and the same rationale, which is fair enough. He knows that the 4-3-3 will work. They, they know always know how to play that. They've been doing it for years in their career. So I don't I don't think he needs to change it. It just needs to make sure the wing backs are pushed up high enough and they're used a lot more. Um and have a bit more license. Hartman's very capable coming forwards and has been really good for Final. I really enjoyed watching his performances. Another one as well, definitely one over on Quentin Timber. I think it was was it Abdul in particular? I don't know if it was you, Mike, as well. Well, but you were calling for him to get involved and it's like mm, not not sure yet it's not quite that special but watching recently he's just a man on the up like he's he's so good yeah he just scored an amazing goal against az as well you know um yeah. he's been doing great and i've i've been, I've been thinking about him joining orania uh since uh, november last year if you remember i talked about him right after the match yeah. with argentina i was hoping that he could have a chance with orania so, but Kuman kept the door open for him to join Orania anytime, you know. Hmm. That's the formation. I think he really he should be going 4 3 3 for these two games. I suspect he will for Gibraltar, but Ireland he'll keep it with a five. And then it's who's going to come in and, 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 and impress. I don't think he's going to change too many, but there are a couple of enforced changes as there were in the pre- previous international break. But I'm looking forward to seeing a couple, well, a few different people. Who do you think is likely to, to get in there? I reckon Scouten probably will get get a cap and and his hat. But um, I, I don't know. Do we see some different defenders now? That there are a few injuries there. Devry is still really capable, but we might have to play now. Um, I think. Uh... I would think of De Frey, Van Dyke, and Glint, uh, since Kuman insists on a defender who's left-footed. So I think it's going to be Glint, uh, Van Dyke, and De Frey. Uh, these are the best three, I think, for Orania now. But uh, maybe mm. Kuman will choose Hiltrauda, which uh, the player who hasn't really impressed with Orania. And uh, we, w- we were criticizing him a lot the past uh, few matches. But uh, I think these three, De Frey, Van Dyke, and Glint, Maybe the, the left back will be uh, Hartman. The, the right back, I would love to see Frimpong playing, you know, at least this match, since we are almost through. I think he deserves uh, a chance to play a full match or to be a starter at least. Uh, that's for, for the defense. If you want me to continue for the midfield and. Uh, Why don't we just, just talk on the defense a minute? Just on Kay Trowder, I, I found him at fault when final lost, lost at Lazio. He was not in line with his defenders. The other defenders were calling for the offside and Hidrada fell asleep. He's the he one kept, who broke um, the offside, yes. Immobile onside. Yeah. But on the whole, he's just a strong defender, but these little little things in his game have got to go because that, that was a big error. And you're thinking, if he could kick on, he could go and have a great transfer from Feyenoord and be- become important for the national team. But the minute some some things are still there in his game, yeah, I think that I think Kuman will start him because I think that having De Vrij, Van Dyke, and Blend, even though it's against Republic of Ireland, you know it's it's free 
aging centre backs at the back. So you might go for your child just to step into the midfield um, and bring the ball forward. But yeah, he doesn't seem to me to strike me as somebody that you can rely on at the moment um, to not put a foot wrong. He's kind of like when Jordan Tezzi was getting you know, a game for the Netherlands and he was like a heart attack waiting to happen. And it was like Mickey van der Veen at left back. You know, you knew something was going to go wrong every single time that he was getting attacked. Um, so he doesn't have this calmness that he has, you know, sometimes when he plays for Feyenoord. And, you know, that, that that's what a national team, that's what happens when you play for a national team. Some players can handle it at club level, can play week in, week out, put on that orange shirt and they just turn to jelly and then they make these mistakes. And right now, Kershado looks like he's in the, the wrong camp at the moment and then he's got to prove himself and uh, maybe this is the two games that he can come in and shine in but then you look at the opposition and then you wonder if that's maybe his sort of level and then when you play against the, the bigger nations you need to go to the the licks the timbers to come in and, and deputize for him stepping into midfield then abdul you're quite keen to finish off your team who comes back in uh, then well, with people back from injury uh, in midfield and in a Attack. For now, you mean? For now, definitely it's Reinders. The match against against Republic of Ireland. I would think of Reinders, uh, maybe uh, Schouten, um and Coop Miners, maybe in the midfield. The three of them together against Ireland. Wouldn't you go with two and then uh, have someone more attacking like Simmons? Uh, well, I thought of Simmons actually, but uh, he hasn't been impressing, and uh, he hasn't been very impressive in that position. You know. When we play 5-3-2 and he plays behind the attackers, he kind of disappears, really. So that, that's why I have my doubts. Or maybe Vermin. Maybe I would choose Vermin, who has some attacking abilities, you know. So maybe it will be uh, Reinders, uh, Schouten, and Vermin. By you, Mike? I think, you know, Reinders is... A certainty. Um, and then we've got to look at who Kuman thinks is the one. I'd like to see Shelton in there, but I think that bringing him in straight away and then chucking him straight into midfield, I think he'll be a substitute in this game. Um, part of me, I, I don't want to see him, but part of me thinks he's going to start with Coop Miners alongside Rinders. I think that's what he's going to start with. Um, but I'd prefer to see Shelton. And then I really want Xavi Simmons to succeed. I want him to bring that form that he's showing at Leipzig into the national team. So I'd put him at a 10 in these two games just to, in the hope that he finds himself in the national team and, and scores that first goal. Because I think if he scores that first goal, it'll be a weight off his shoulders and then he can, he can kick on from then. Yeah. So yeah, I'd put him at number 10. That's fair. And then an attack. Um, talk me through who's back from injury, Mike. Some people missing last time. Uh, who's back and what would you play? I mean, who's back? Not very many people are back. It's I think there's only four attackers in the squad. And the only one that's back is, is Cody Gakpo. Ridiculous, isn't um, it? Yeah. So it's Cody Gakpo, Veghorst. It is... It was probably in Berkvine, wasn't it? But now... Yeah. And now it's yeah, nice to linger. You have Malin and uh, Dalinga. Uh, so yeah. maybe I, I would say Malin, Gakpos, uh, and Simmons, you know, if we play 4 uh, 3 3. Uh, if it's 5 3 2, I would say Gakpo and uh, Simmons. Yeah, I've got a feeling that 
just what he's doing with, without Veghorst. I think the, the Veghorst will start. I don't want to see him start. I really don't. Um, but I've, I've watched the video. Do you? Because I thought um, that he would... No, go on. I just, I just thought that he wouldn't He wouldn't play now. I thought. I think he might have called on him a little bit. No. Because um, everyone's do this thing um, on YouTube where they do an arrival video. If you've ever watched it, where the players arrive and it's just five minutes yeah. of them all shaking hands and having a few comments, and and Kuman says to to Vekos, we're going to need you fit for these two games. So I think <laughs> that you know, obviously it's just you can say it's just you know a bit of a bit of patter, but I think that the Vekos will start. I think you'll want the nine, and then even in his press conference today, he said that because he was talking about Ty Stillinga, and he was like, yeah, he's he's doing well. But I'd rather have Veghorst than Brobby, but you know, <laughs> now that I can't, he's here, um, which is a massive confidence boost if you're Dillinger. Um, But yeah, I think we're going to see Veghorst, even though he's not in form at club level at all. Um, yeah, I think he'll start, and then you got Cody Gakpo as the other one if it's a, a 5-3-2. So it's most likely Sorry, it's most likely it's going to be 5 or 3 2 in the first half and then maybe 4 or 3 3 in the second half. What when they're losing 1 0? Oh, no. <laughs> Panic. <four> maybe <laughs> they uh, They're a capable team still, even though there's plays, these players missing. If you were to go to the Euros now, Mike, now we are asked this a lot on our live streams. Uh, by the way, a little cheeky plug, after the Islands and Gibraltar game, we will be streaming live, of course, on, on YouTube. But if you were to pick the attack, just the attack for the Euros, who plays in that front three? If they're all fully fit, I would go Kakpo. I would go oof, Noah Lang. And then... Go on, same possibly Memphis. Memphis. The middle. Trigger, yeah. trigger Abdul. <laughs> yeah, it was front three. Um, but yeah, that's that's if they're all fully fit and ready. I think that still is Will the best be? front three that we have. I mean, you hope so. I mean, Noah Lang's surely going to be back. Um, yeah. Memphis the Pies. Memphis, have isn't it? What's like, going on with him? Yeah. Nobody knows. I mean, Atletico Madrid are silent. They don't know when he's going to be back. Um, he doesn't seem to be doing any training at the moment. So it seems like he's one of his players that's just out until yeah, God knows long, how long, very long it takes. But Atletico Madrid seemed to be in the dark. Um, I think the Spanish press was saying last week that Simeone had said that he doesn't know how long it will be before, before Memphis is back in training. So we could be looking at a few months still out still and then it gives other players an opportunity but even if Memphis comes back with a month to to go he's still going to get in the squads because he's that important a player for for Cummins so yeah it'd be a massive blow if he didn't make it um but at the moment I would say he's still got a good chance to get back fit for them yeah but He's still he's still massively important, and you hopefully have enough time to play some games in March. Uh, what what other games in March have been decided? Not yet, no. Hmm. You'd expect they'll decided. pick up some big tests. Uh, most likely, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
we should ha- we should have at least a couple of matches on March. So we will see in March. I mean, yeah. But yes, speaking about speaking of uh, Memphis, uh, what if he's a sub? Uh, what if he comes back and stays as a sub? Do you think uh, he should be a starter over uh, uh, Gakpo or Simmons or even Broby? Who you know, the three of them are starters with their teams. Yeah, I do because. He, he's better than them. And if you put Hapo out on the wing, you get Hapo and Memphis all in one go. But if you go with, say, Lang, Simons, Hapo, you haven't got a striker. Memphis, by trade, wasn't a striker to begin with. But I think you need him in there to, to do that role because you don't want Verkhorst in there instead. Probably, no. the amount of times we've spoken about him, so much right in his game, but he's not there. And because he's not there, we can't call upon him. We thought by now in his career, he might be ready for something like this. Be the first or striker for Netherlands. But he still doesn't score often enough. His composure isn't there. Um, but he holds the ball really well. He's strong. We can all see what he's been doing for Ajax. He's not actually been that bad for them. And um, yeah, he scored a few goals. He yeah, scored a header. You know, oh, yes, that's what you want to see from Robbie. Um different type type of striker than what I actually used to, but he's so necessary in the way that they play. So if they used him as direct a direct thing, then yeah. Um maybe he that's his, his best weapon. He's the replacement for Vechhorst being a bit of a pinch hitter. You know, but I, I would still say that Broby is young. Uh, and eight months from now yeah. is a long time for, for a younger player. He could develop. And of course not to forget that if now a line come uh, is back, then Gakpo could also be a striker. So we could have a, a very big uh, competition on that position. It's going to be Dalinga. Uh, if he performs well with Orania, we're going to have Gakpo, Broby, and Memphis. I think uh, one of them will have to prove himself. Then it's, it's, I, I don't think Kuman will depend on the name only, you know? Mm. Yeah, I think if you that, compare that to what... The... Go on, Mike. I was going to say, for me, it's with Broby. I think Kuman was right. Like I think the the I think it, it speaks of modern people at the moment that Kumin said that he can't finish, which we all know is true. He can't finish, and then he gets sort of criticised, and everyone's like, "Oh, poor poor Brian Broby." And then Kumin has to come out and sort of say, "Like, oh, I shouldn't have said that." But how is he ever going to improve if you don't tell him? Look, you need to improve your finishing. Everyone can see it. He doesn't score enough, um, and he needs to do that. I think that they're working on it at Ajax. I think they're bringing in new striker coaches, which is what he needs. He needs mm-hmm. to learn how to finish, and if he can do that, he's got everything to be one of the best strikers in Europe. But his finishing is that bad that it needs worked on. And right now, if you know you're you're picking a striker for the Netherlands, if they create chances and create chances against these sides, I'd rather have someone like Delinga in there to finish them off. Rather than have somebody like Broby is just gonna gonna waste half them, to be honest. Yeah, and by the way, guys, we we should not even forget about Stings. He could also have a place in this team, you know. As a number ten. Yeah, he's different. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that would work. It's about getting them all right together, isn't it? And in in the number ten, we don't have. Like that, that absolute got to go for them because Simons is still played out in the wing sometimes, isn't he? When he's probably better in that in that ten position. Um, but like you said, he hasn't quite performed yet. 
with them uh, I'm, I'm talking about i'm talking about stings who really developed big time with Feyenoord. maybe he could be a starter also with Oranje. yeah yeah and of course that also depends on how good Feyenoord performs in the champions league if they go to the next round uh, I think Stings will will uh, be playing a big role in that, you know, and maybe he will attract attention to be a starter for Orania. Who knows? Mm. Just as an aside, guys, we had Dutch football podcast. Don't you talk about Netherlands, um, as people know? Final PSV, Ajax, um, RZ. What we're thinking for getting out of those group stages? <laughs> it's not looking great, is it? No, I think that. I think Champions League wise, it's it's set up well, but I think yeah. that AZ, no, um, Ajax would be fortunate to finish third. I think I think that that's what they're mm. looking for to go down to the Conference League. But I still have confidence that both PSV and Feyenoord can get out of their groups. I'm uh, worried that we'll see Feyenoord go through and meet like Bayern Munich, fantastic, and then that's their road done. Not it's, not always. I mean, the draw, it depends what it throws up. PSV, it, same thing could happen. It, or if they drop down to thirds. I still think that Petr Bosch, his side isn't set up for these, these games. They can see too many goals or chances. Yeah, Ajax, I reckon it's going to be that home match against Athens at season three. Then RZ, they're going to have to win uh, both their games. And winning in Poland yeah. is very hard. It's really going to be the biggest boost for uh, the Dutch coefficient if Ajax and, P- I mean, sorry, if PSV and Feyenoord go to the second round, every team will get five bonus points. So that will make a very big jump for for, for Dutch football. And um, I think I it's it's really good for Ajax to, to come third in the group. I want them to come third. I don't think the team yeah. is good enough to compete, you know, in the second round of the, of the Europa League. Maybe the Conference League is good for Ajax for now. As it, if they win the next two matches, they can make it. They can come second. So it's all in their hands now. And the, the opponents are not really that strong. Uh, as it can handle them. Uh, Liga Warsaw is a tough team, but as it can handle them. So there is a possibility for as as well. Uh, I hope I can see the four teams make it to the second round of whatever competition there is, you know. I just don't see it happening. I think there's going to be maybe one miracle. But we're going to need another two or three, aren't we, to keep keep it going for the Netherlands? But I don't think the dropping down from Champions League to Europa League is bad for for Feyenoord or PSV if they finish third. I think both of them could go further in that competition as well. Um, the, the club that worries me is AZ because I I just don't get what Pascal Janssen's doing there. I just don't know what he's doing with squad selection. I don't know what he's doing with the the constant substitutions of average players. And for me, he's sort of He's sort of losing it. So he's had such a good start to the season that I think it's all now going to fall away. Um, I think that if Pavlidis decides to go in January, then their season is just going to, going to fold. Um, and then Pascal Janssen is just going to... The pressure's even on. I think some fans are already calling for him to be sacked. So yeah. I think the pressure's even getting even higher for him. Hmm. All right, let me quickly pretend we're talking about Netherlands against Ireland again. <laughs> we haven't mentioned Ireland like, at all as a threat. But the thing is, isn't it better if they lose for their qualification hopes? Is there anyone that you think, maybe not to be worried about for the Dutch, because this is almost like a friendly at this point. Is there anyone that you're looking forward to in Evelyn's playing as like a challenge to go, this will, this battle will be really interesting to see, to see whether the, the, a certain player in the Dutch side is cut out for this level? 
Evan Ferguson, I guess, would be the one that you look at for, for Ireland and say that he's got some qualities. But I don't think we've really mentioned it, but Van Dyke is coming for a lot of criticism from, from myself as well over the past year for his performances. But he's been outstanding for Liverpool this season. Um, I think all the stats have him probably as the best centre-back in the Premier League stats-wise this season. So I think that even if Evan Ferguson starts, I still have... No high hopes that Van Dyke would keep him quiet because he's been doing it in the Premier League, so he can do it against a Premier League striker anyway. Um, but you know, looking around the, the rest of the Ireland team, there's not very many names that, that strike me as having much quality. And I know that that sounds disrespectful to Republic of Ireland, but this isn't a Republic of Ireland team that you know was around when you know Roy Keane was there and, and some of the players that they had mm-hmm. before that actually beat the Netherlands and, and knocked them out. Of, World Cup qualifying, that's not their silent side. So this is one that really lacks quality all over the pitch. I think their fans know it as well, didn't they? And they're fully expecting to get beat here. Yeah, I mean, you can also see by, you can also, you know, uh, know that by their by their results. They only had uh, six points in the group, you know. They, they lost uh, all the matches. They only beat, I think, uh, Gibraltar twice, and that's it, if I'm not mistaken. So the, the team is really struggling. And I could see that when they played uh, uh, Holland, you know. Uh, the match was in Ireland, but still they only depended on the element of surprise. Once that was gone, we won the match. So I think this Irish mm-hmm. team is not as strong as the previous Irish, Irish teams I've always followed, you know, in previous World Cups and Euros. Yeah, no, that's a very fair comment. So um, you don't expect any... Any further surprises then from Koeman and from the Netherlands? Uh, we know there's a few players we want to see, but we don't expect any huge shocks or surprises in the lineup selection. No, I don't. I wouldn't say so. I think that he's going to use these two games to, to consolidate. He'll go with his strongest eleven against Ireland just to get a win, um, get the job done against them, and then maybe he can go a few experiments against Gibraltar, give Frimpong his, his deserved start. Uh, maybe give a couple of players, you know, Hato, Dolinga's debut in the second half of that game. Um, yeah, I wouldn't expect many surprises information or, or line up against Ireland. Mm. But then Gibraltar is one that we can look forward to some, maybe some debuts and changes. The only thing we are yeah, sure about that. is uh, Verbrochen. You know, Kuman said he's going to be the starter most yeah. likely. Yeah, so. And that surprised me. I thought Bolo might have come back in for at least one of these games but yeah I guess it's constant and you had Verbruggen in the last two games and he didn't put a foot wrong so you can really drop him it's the sort of thing where a goalkeeper where you don't drop him until they sort of make a clanger so Verbruggen's got it now until yeah. he makes a mistake and then somebody else will come in but let's just hope he doesn't ever make a mistake and then he can keep going <laughs> so predictions for the game then against the Republic of Ireland what we think him Abdul you're first Thinking of uh, you mean the result? Yeah. Um, I would say um, two zero for Orania. Mike, I'm going to go for a three nil. I'm going to go four one. Yeah, I think I think there's more goals in this this time. Yeah, I'm quite confident here. I mean, against Gibraltar, we probably speak about a few more goals, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think a home Ireland maybe in the second half. They don't need to be play for very much. 
match. Netherlands go for it. Um, subs come on, maybe once in press. So yeah, I'll go four one. So it's, it's one, a worthwhile game to to, to watch and enjoy. Really, it's just some entertainment. One interesting name that I didn't realise was part of the Republic of Ireland squad is um, Troy Parrott, the Excelsior yeah. striker. He's actually doing alright in Excelsior this season and got a couple of assists and goals so far for them. So he's got a little bit of a Dutch connection in that squad. <laughs> yeah, I like him. I think he's a good player. He needs some more starts for Excelsior. Um, thanks, guys. It's been it's been good, and we will of course do a live stream after the game. Uh, we're all confident of an Netherlands win, but what are you thinking now, listeners and watchers? Leave a comment on the YouTube comments if you're on there. Um, something I've noticed is that I wonder if people have a notification bell turned on on YouTube, and if not, turn it on so then you get your notifications as to when we're going live, but also when we load something new for you. Of course, we don't just do things on YouTube. Our podcasts are available on the platforms for you to listen. You don't have to watch us on the screen. Um, you can listen to us, download us. And of course, we do lots more on the website too and over on Twitter. So go and find our website and our Twitter if you're new to what we do at Football Dania. Thanks for watching. Get your score predictions down below in the comments and who you would like to see play. What lineup do you expect? Bye from us for now.